0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Are Weezer Season 2, Episode 42, Only in Dreams, with our special guest host, Keith. Hi, Keith. How are you?
1: I'm good, Rachel. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thank you for coming on the show.
1: Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be a fun episode.
0: Yes, I agree. Well, before we get going, I'm just going to tell everybody what we're about. So We Are Weezer is a podcast about Weezer, obviously. I am your host, Rachel, and I have a co-host, Juliette. And usually, or sometimes, we have a special guest host. Uh, I've been lucky enough to have a lot lately. Um, we dig around and find details on your favorite Weezer song. Uh, we do one per show and give you a summary so you don't have to read about it on Weezerpedia by yourself. We rate the song using our super secret special sauce uh, or rating system, and Tell you our opinions. Sometimes there's Weezer news that we've got to talk about. Like today, we're going to talk about the Teal album. And sometimes we'll do a fun segment. Today's fun fun segment is going to be our interview with Keith. Yeah, that's about it. So, before we go into your interview, Keith, let's okay. talk about the Teal album.
1: Teal album.
0: I we're recording this, so this is going to come out in a what, like probably a month or something. But for us, with the teal album just came out, right. uh, what like what's your f- favorite song on there so far?
1: Favorite song on there man that that is that is difficult. I've always been a big fan of take on me by aha, uh-huh, mm-hmm. so I was excited to to hear that one i i I can't remember um that someone posted a video on YouTube where he did a kind of a small uh, concert with maybe the l a Phil Philharmonic where it was him and a few string instruments behind him and I and he played uh Take on Me at that. And so but I I never thought that, that would be we would be getting a cover album. I thought it was yeah. just kind of a one off thing that he was doing. Um but have always been a fan of that song. Me too. No Scrubs is interesting. It was kind of a curveball that I didn't see coming. Yeah. But it's got it's got a lot of hype here recently with you know Do you with like TLC. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with it. It's something different. Yeah, I'm. I'm even though I'm, I kind of consider myself a, a kind of an old school OG Weezer fan. Uh, I'm. I'm okay with him trying different stuff and Rivers challenging himself to do something that's kind of out of the norm that you would expect from them. So, yeah, go for it.
0: I see. I I am a OG fan of Weezer and t- TLC, and to me, I don't know. It just I wish that if they were going to do it, they would have gotten a little more funky right. and gotten into it a little bit more. Right. It just sounds like Weezer singing Scrubs. And, like, there's nothing wrong with that. But I I don't know. I think, you know, when it's a cover, he usually will, like, is able to find a way to take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he, there are changes that he does to stand by me and uh, even take on me that, like, I I absolutely love. And I'm not sure, you know, if I feel that with Scrubs, but I, it is Scrubs, so I guess it's not to be right. taken super seriously, anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: What's what? What <clears> else <throat> do you like on there,
1: Mr. Blue Sky? Uh, that's uh, that was a really uh, interesting one as well, and um, uh, Sweet Dreams. You know, oh, we obviously know the too. Eurythmics version, and even Marilyn Manson's version, but it was it was cool to hear uh, Weezer's take on Sweet Dreams as well.
0: So good. Yeah. I, it was really good. My son, we were listening to it in the car. My son's like, I really like this song. And I'm like, oh, good. Yeah. It's a good one.
1: Yeah. I have a curveball for you. If you could add a if you could add an extra song, a B side for Till album, what would you want them to cover? Because I have mine and I've really been pushing for it. And I'm interested to hear what yours would be. Gosh,
0: I so it's like you could go corny, mm-hmm. be or or just nostalgic
1: mm-hmm.
0: or see I I wouldn't mind it if they did like a Bob Marley song. I also I think that they could easily do a Beatles song or like a Credence Clearwater song. Mm-hmm. I I don't know about like a good I think they could do oh here's one that I randomly thought of like after some drinks one night. I really wanted Weezer to cover that shy song if I ever, if I ever it's from the 90s. I'm trying
1: it to goes, think of what it's
0: called. Is it brown eyes? Is it, ever, is it called brown eyes? I will fall in love again. Yeah. I will be sure that the lady is a friend. That's it. Okay. <laughs> is that brown eyes?
1: I will be sure that the lady is just like you. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't know. No. I think it is brown eyes. I'm not sure. I'm usually really good with 90s music trivia. It's uh, well you're, it's the band you're or make the me guys look they're definitely Shy. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely Shy. But
0: is that the name of the album then? Brown Eyes?
1: I'm going to look up the song as it. we as we <laughs> talk, but I have uh, I Okay, have what's really, yours? <laughs> I want them. it is very specific uh, and I've posted it on the fan club and I'll repost it it when you listen to it when you hear it and you imagine Rivers and Brian, them doing the song, you instantly would think that it would be Weezer. And it's one of Rivers' favorite bands. It's Kiss, but uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey that come out in the mid-90s or so, they did a version of uh, God Gave Rock and Roll to You, but not the original version. There is a version where Steve Vai, the guitar player Steve Vai, does... They do a very long beginning solo. It's 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 two different guitars going through a solo. And the Steve Vai version is called the final solo. But it's the Steve Vai version of God Gave Rock and Roll to You from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And when you listen to it, you can hear Weezer doing it. I've let so many people listen to it and have talked about it and said, you know, after Africa was coming out, I was like, this would be perfect for them to do. And when you hear it, you can see... Weezer doing it, and it, it would fit their style so perfectly. I'll
0: have to check it out.
1: Yes, you if you YouTube... open
0: up a Twitter account, and <laughs> just, just name it
1: that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll, Weezer I'll sh- cover
0: um what's the name of the song one more time
1: god gave rock and roll to you god
0: gave rock and roll to you from bill and ted's bogus adventure (laughs) yes i don't know if that's too long for twitter probably too long for a twitter post even
1: (laughs) i will i will share a a link from the youtube video with you and maybe we can post it on the episode but you can totally hear them doing it for sure
0: okay there i could probably name a million songs i'd want i could i want them to do all of them probably but
1: yeah We'll just come up with a fan B-side list for the Till album. I like it. Let's do I, it.
0: Uh, I just, you know what? I started a um, a collaborative Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is, because I was trying to think of what to use it for. I think we should, like, Weezer cover this songs, where people just, like, go on there and add songs they want Weezer to cover. And that way they'll know.
1: Yeah. After this episode is over, i'm going to get you to look up the link and i want to hear i want to see your reaction and hear your reaction okay. to that song because it's so totally them okay. but yeah it would be it would be really cool <laughs> and i I like the podcast or I like the uh Spotify playlist idea as well. Spotify gives you some really good ideas of weezer covers It would be good
0: yeah, yeah. I, all the time I'm always like this is, they would be good doing this uh, what do you think about uh Brian? I was listening to Paranoid, right? Yeah. Um. The other day, and it sounded like they turned Brian's voice down. Like it seems like the guitar, like almost overshadows his vo- his singing. Is that how the original song goes too?
1: The the original, I wasn't a huge. Black Sabbath or Ozzy Osbourne fan? My brother definitely was, but "Paranoid" um, Ozzy has. There is some weird stuff going on with his voice in the original one, and and Brian's version is kind of true to that. It it definitely has some, you know, some post production effects uh, on the vocals for "Paranoid," and and the original one is kind of that way as well. So okay. I, I agree that the guitar is a little overpowering for the vocals, um, but the vocals uh, kind of stay true to the original version.
0: Yeah, and I I. I think it you could immediately tell what song it was and like mm-hmm. he did he did it justice. Yeah. I just wish they would have like turned him up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um maybe a little rocked out a little more. Like had hit, like his voice rocked out a little bit more. Yeah. The guitar is definitely rocking, but so that's cool. I wonder if it's Brian doing the guitar too.
1: That'd be cool. I don't cool. know. Yeah. Maybe we'll see some of these songs during the next i ordered uh uh,
0: maybe on the insert we'll be able to see like who does what on Mm -hmm. on that Mm -hmm. on that whole thing that'd be cool yeah all right well do you have anything else you wanted to note about the teal album before we move on
1: no i i i will say when i first the morning that we got the surprise of the teal album and i heard it was a cover album i will be honest i was scared to death i was like oh (laughs) no because I was kind of split with Africa and Rosanna, I loved Rosanna, and Me I was too. a I was a huge I I, I love Africa is one of the greatest songs of the '80s. Toto is amazing, and when I heard that they were covering Africa, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little afraid, and Me too. I, I don't I don't love it as much as the original. And the solo, you know, the kind of the 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 keyboard solo in the original one, it, it's a little different than the Weezer one. It, I I obviously I like the original one better. But it, it has grown on me, like many Weezer songs. There have been plenty of Weezer songs that I have came out of the gate and like, N- no, I'm not into this. And over time, uh, they have grown. There there are ones that haven't grown on me as well. But there are plenty of them that uh, you know, after listening to it a few times and saying, okay, you know, let's take it for what it is. I, I don't mind the Africa cover. I love the Rosanna one. Uh, and I get they didn't want to put two Toto covers on the same album. But yeah. I was a little worried, and after I listened to the album, like, okay, there's some gems on here. There's some really good middle of the roads that stay true to the uh, to the original, and then there there's the no scrubs out there that's like, well, okay, well, this is this is different. <laughs> the whole
0: thing is just a weird collection. It's very, to me, it's a jimble-jamble. of <laughs> yeah. like, you know, I guess it just must be what they wanted to like. There, a few of their favorite songs that they wanted to do, and yeah. like that's cool. It just is random, but whatever
1: i haven't i haven't heard any interviews of them talk about it, but I wonder if there are any out there where rivers kind of explains why he chose certain I, songs.
0: I know that they specifically wanted to choose songs from before they made a record, so they're all pre ninety three or four mm-hmm. And I don't know what the other criteria was, but I know that there is an article out there that talks about it. I'll have to find it and send it to you. Yeah. But I know that they did have like a thought process about it. I just, I don't know. It's just a jimble jabble. Like, I don't know why you would pick scrubs other than like, just like it would be fun. Right. Seems like a Pat choice to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to find out. All right. Well, uh, should we take a quick break and then we'll jump in with the... Uh, uh, interview with you.
1: Sounds good. Okay. Let's do it.
0: Everyone, we're back. So Keith, why don't you tell us a b- little bit about yourself and, and how we met and how we came to be doing this show together right now?
1: Well, it, it, I'm sure it'll probably tie into another question that you'll have for me, but I, I, I've always been a huge Weezer fan. And back during the release of Everything Will Be All Right in the End, I kind of had the idea. I kind of, you know, skimmed over. I, I listened to a ton of podcasts and I kind of skimmed over uh, podcast, and I didn't see any that were really dedicated to to weezer there were there were music podcasts that would have Weezer episodes, but not one that was just specifically weezer um and so i did uh I did a podcast for a while um and I'm always checking on there for for podcasts. I love listening to other people's opinions of Weezer and what they think and all that, and so I came across uh your all's podcast uh when when you first started. And I was like, We are Weezer. Okay. This is a, a new Weezer podcast. It gives okay. me something to listen to at work. I'll give it a try and ended up loving it. So I've I've listened to all the pod I haven't finished the last wing that you br- did with with uh Brian part two. I think you all discussed perfect situation. So I haven't I haven't finished that one yet. But every one of them have been fantastic. You've had some really good oh, guests on you. there and you're doing a you're doing a really good job. So Thanks. uh yeah, I guess that's how we we came to meet. <laughs> I, I put it out there that I love the podcast, and and you got back with me, and and here we are.
0: Yeah, I was afraid that you were like it was never going to happen because I think you were moving or something.
1: <laughs> I was, and then was.
0: you when it, you popped up again, I was like, oh, thank goodness, I haven't done only in dreams yet, because I was like <laughs> kind of I was saving it for you, and I was thinking, right. I I wonder if he's ever going to like if I should just do it or if you and it seemed like um, my brain. Thought must have gone into the universe because literally, <laughs> like two weeks later, I saw that in my email. So it was yeah. funny. So, why don't you tell us the story of how you got into Weezer in the first
1: place? So, that's that's going to be a uh, hopefully, this won't be a super long story if that's what if that's what it you can want be me to long. go into. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, um, Growing up, my family was already always super into music. My mom and dad listened to just about everything that you can think of from the 50s, 60s, 70s. My, my mom was a huge Elvis Presley fan. Uh, I've been to Graceland more times than I care to admit. I cannot <laughs> stand Elvis Presley because it was forced on me as a child. Um, <laughs> but uh, my parents listened to all that stuff, you know, everything from Motown and and Elvis and even country, Patsy Cline, Fasta, all of that kind of music. And my brother, who was nine, he's nine years older than me, he listened to everything from the 70s and 80s. He was huge into, like I said, Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin, Judas Priest, all of that stuff. Uh, my sister was more, she's five years older than me. So I got all of the you know, 80s pop and new wave, everything like that from her. But I always kind of gravitated towards uh, my brother. He was my older brother. I looked up to him. So the things that he liked, um, I liked, except for when I was young and he liked Ozzy Osbourne. And there was a poster in our bedroom of Ozzy Osbourne and and Bark at the Moon, and it's like Ozzy with fangs and stuff like that. It scared me to death when I was a child. (laughs) Um, But I always gravitated towards the things that he liked. So, I guess this would been would have been around 93, we used to stay up and watch Matt Penfield 120 minutes on MTV. You would <laughs> Shout watch out Matt, to
0: Penfield. Matt Penfield. <laughs> oh,
1: that's just such good times. And yeah. you would see a lot of the alternative and grunge rock from that time and videos and so
0: I I, I remember I remember watching The Sweater song on like 120 yeah. minutes and having yes. listening to him talk about it.
1: Absolutely. And I watched those shows with my brother. And, you know, I, I I didn't really have one specific band that I gravitated towards at the time. I mean, I, I loved Nirvana. I loved Green Day. I loved Stone Temple Pilots, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't really one band that was kind of reflective of where I was at that time. Uh, and so... My brother, uh, one morning, says something to me. He's like, man, I saw this band last night, and, and it just looked like something that you would be into. And I was like, well, who was it? Do you know? And he's like, I don't I don't know who the band was. Um, but the video was just like them in front of a blue screen. And at the end, there's like these dogs running around. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound familiar. And so a few nights, uh, you know, some time went by, and he wakes me up in the middle of the night, like three o'clock at night. Like there's, I guess, a rerun of 120 minutes. He's like, that song is on. So I go in there. Listen to the song. I like it. the The guys. What was What was really cool to me that that I kind of pulled me in with Weezer is they looked like me. They looked nerdy like me, but they they were rockers. They were rocking on the guitar, but very unassuming. Like like when you looked at Rivers, you didn't expect it. You were like, "This looks like me. This looks like my friends at school." And very kind of shy and, and reserved. And then when the when the chorus and, and the guitars of of Undone kick in, you know, they're, they're getting on it. Pat's on the drums. And of course, Matt's jumping around and doing his thing. <laughs> and Brian is the cool guy over on the side. And Rivers, you know, for a lot of the song, he's just kind of standing there and staring at the ground until the guitars kick in and he's rocking out. So it appealed to me. Uh, I saw the band, saw the name of the album, and the album hadn't been released yet. And so I started trying to find everything that I could about the band. And so that went into, I was able to see them in 93 at the Ace of Clubs in Nashville, and then early in 94 at 328 Performance Hall, and have seen them multiple times. It was just that that progression of, I was dating my my now wife in 97. I got to see them during the the Pinkerton years, And even the kind of dark ages after that, where we weren't hundred percent sure what's going on. Like where's (laughs) Weezer rivers is went into seclusion. We don't know what's going on. And, and, and since then up until now, but it was always kind of, you know, the song discussion that we're having Uh, my, my favorite song, not only my favorite Weezer song, but my favorite song has always been only in dreams. It was the song that I gravitated towards um, on the blue album and there were a lot of specific times, a lot of specific memories from that time period where I played that song. That song was on my CD player, and so it's always been the Weezer song to me. And so in in two thousand and one, uh, my brother passed away from a a, a vehicle act, a car wreck. Um, Uh, Luckily, there was no one in the car with him. He didn't hurt anybody else. Um, He passed away. You know, he passed away instantly. And for a lot of us, those those times when it's been the happiest times in our lives, and some of the saddest times in our lives, when Weezer has been kind of our band, that that's kind of what we gravitate towards to help us get our mind off of, of the reality of the situation. So, only in dreams has always been that for me. When I go to shows now. Everybody loves Only in Dreams. Uh, To me, everybody. I'm not saying everybody, but most people love Only in Dreams. And when I go to concerts, I'm in the moment and I love the concerts and I'm super pumped. And when Only in Dreams comes on and the crowd is really getting into the song and even the last part of the song where you have the instrumental outro of the song, to me, I kind of instantly go to that place where it's almost like a time machine. I start remembering those times in my life when that song has been there. And if it wasn't for my brother showing me that band on 120 minutes in the middle of the night, <laughs> I don't know that I would be the fan that I am today. So that song is what connects me to my brother, introducing me to the band that has been such a, such an intricate, such a important part of my life. So that's uh, yeah. I mean, it's, like I said, when it, when it's playing, I, I love the song and I love hearing it, but it kind of it kind of makes me reminisce uh all of that all of that stuff. And luckily, uh luckily when Weezer had the webpage where they had the chat room, this was probably early 2000s when they revamped kind of the Weezer.com. They had live chat rooms. We could get in there and chat and stuff, and they had forum pages, and I posted the story of kind of all of this that I'm talking about. And I got a lot of response and Rivers even responded on it and put a message in there. This was before I had met him or anything uh, and put a little message like, thank you for sharing the story. It's awesome that, you know, uh, he was very humble about it, as Rivers always is. But just a little kind of a really thank you. And that's awesome. And and it really meant a lot. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of my kind of my shorter version of the story for Only in Dreams for me. It's it's a it's a song. I. Yeah. It's so nice. Yeah. I
0: don't know. I know that feeling. I feel like the story like the story that you just told or, you know, what how you got into Weezer, that's like my story too. And a lot of different songs do like bring up different memories for me or take me mm-hmm. to that place so I can just imagine like being at a concert and hearing that song and and then you like remembering your brother like in a happy way, you know, like just mm-hmm. like it's It's really nice that, and it's true. Like, I think that that is like, like a lot of Weezer fans, once we got attached at that point, like it was just kind of like never going to go away, maybe just kind of calm down for a while or, you know, but you always come back. And especially now that their, their music is, you know, on pretty much on fire. So, well, thank you for sharing that. Um, Yeah.
1: It's it's not a it's not a sad moment. It's a it's a happy, it's a thankful moment when I hear that song. Like I said, it's kind of a to me, it's kind of a thank you to my brother for for giving me, you know, this super special thing in my life. So yeah. It's yeah, a great I song mean, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you're telling me. Um well, so tell us okay, so there's so many stories. Uh I wanna know all about the Weezer podcast. Uh and then okay. we have a, a, another story to hear. So I legitimately think that your podcast was the first Weezer podcast, like first real Weezer podcast about Weezer in history. And that needs to be like, we need to get that documented. Uh, What was it called? Who was in it with you? What did you guys do as like a, like how were your segments set up or tell me all about it?
1: Well, I had the idea during the release of "Everything All Will Be All Right in the End," and I, I don't know if it was the first podcast. I, like I said, I don't when when I looked for podcasts based on Weezer at the time, I didn't see any. So, um, at the at, at the time when "Everything Will Be All Right in the End" was coming out, if you remember, they started releasing the videos that would come out every Wednesday that were like these little video segments. And we were, as as everybody in the Weezer fan club, or all of us as Weezer fans, we're trying to figure out what what is this? What what are we trying to figure out in these little snippet videos that they were posting? And right after the release, uh, I met a lot of the fan club and I had the idea of, oh, well, let's let's do a podcast. Let's talk about Weezer. You know, we love Weezer. There are plenty of us out there that want to hear about Weezer. And much like you're doing now, continuing all of our stories and all of our all of our encounters with with the band and, and everything this band meets to us. And so I wanted to do that and two other fan club members, uh Stephanie Clark that lives here in Tennessee as well, and Michael Byshnowski. I'm not sure where Michael lives now, maybe in Florida. I'm not sure. But I kind of recruited them. <laughs> they would say probably forced them uh, to do the to do the show along with me. Uh, and we would We would just kind of talk about the news at the time as it related to everything will be all right in the end. Uh, Like I said, they were releasing videos on Wednesday. So our our podcast was called Weezer Wednesday podcast because we would try to release one a week along with,
0: theirs. just after. (laughs) Yes.
1: Yes. uh, With theirs. And we would release them on Wednesday, which, as you know, is super hard to do. I mean, there's so much that goes into podcasting. uh, And when you're doing when you're doing this, it's it's, you know, so much work for a such a small time of recording. So. Uh, but yeah, it was super fun. We had a lot of great guests. I, I, Ken and Dina, Ken Camaretti and Dina Noble that live up in New York were amazing guests. They are uh, in the fan club as well. And the la- we did 10 episodes and the last one. We were lucky enough to, I was kind of conversing with my other two co-hosts on Twitter or, or on text messages. And Jillian Schreiner, Scott's wife, who was releasing a book at the time, had posted something on Twitter. And we just kind of reached out to her on Twitter. We were like, you know, we know you're going on a book tour. We would love for you to come on. We're doing this show. We're 10 episodes in. Would you like to do it? And surprisingly enough to us, she responded. And I was like, wow. Like, okay, this is going (laughs) to happen. And so we we exchanged numbers. We uh, conversed for a while. And when we set it up to do the show, uh, which we were thinking it was just going to be Jillian, uh, she was like Scott's here too. Would you like to? Would you like Scott to be on the on the and show? You guys and were was like,
0: no, no, that's no. Fine. Who You're, wants to talk to that you. guy? <laughs>
1: yeah, and so Scott was was on the show as well. I I was lucky enough to meet Scott before he was on the show, and did you guys S- freak out? I mean, Scott is the most down to earth, nicest guy. Would stand there and just talk. He's just when we got to meet the first time that I met. Uh, the band members, was at Third Man Records in Nashville. That is Jack White's record shop slash studio. Ooh, um,
0: I, I want to go there. Like if I ever get to go to Nashville, I, I want, I yeah. really want, that's one of my places.
1: Well, that was, I, I'm getting off track now, but um, in 2014, I guess this was when they were doing the memories uh, shows. Um, they did a show here in Nashville at the Ryman Auditorium. People call it the Mother Church. It's like a very historical place. Place, yes. Venue. Um, and so I didn't know many of the fan club uh, members, and me and my wife went for the, the, first night, the Blue Album night, and met a lot of the fan club. And they immediately accepted us in. Weezer fans are always the nicest people when you go to shows. And so they immediately accepted us in the kind of small group that had traveled around and was really in the know for the band. So the next day, they hit us up and they're like, hey, the band's going to be at Third Man Records if you want to come up and meet the band. So we show up. It's the first time I'd ever met Rivers after being a huge fan for 20 years. And I was terrified to death of how <laughs> I was going to act. Even though I'd been around musicians before in the line of work, I work at Gibson guitar. So it's not uncommon that I would meet musicians, uh, but I got to meet rivers and got to hang out with Scott. They went inside they, uh river, Scott and Brian. There's, there's like a little phone booth. It looks like a photo booth, but you can cut a record right then you can record. What? Uh, it's like, you can record for like Two minutes, two and a half minutes, and when you record, it will cut a forty-five record right there. Oh
0: my there. gosh, that's so, so cool!
1: So, I had there's there's plenty of YouTube video of it. I I shot some video of it. I was right outside of the booth, and they did Suzanne. There's an acoustic guitar, so Rivers got the guitar, he tunes it up, and them three kind of acapella with an acoustic did. As much of suzanne as they could and when they cut the record they gave it to the record shop so it's still hanging on the wall it's a one of one wow. uh, of course all of us were like can you press that one and all of us get a copy yeah. and they were like they were like no this is a one of one they put it on the wall and that's the only one to exist wow. uh, but like i said when we went outside in the parking lot uh, Scott was just standing there, hanging out, talking to the fans. Rivers uh, had his kids with him and his wife, so most of us were respectful and gave him a space in his room. Uh, but Scott stood there and talked to us, and was the night. Me and him were having some good banter about him being a Fender-based guy and me working for Gibson. Uh, but he, <laughs> the, the, all of the guys that when I've been able to meet them are s- so nice. So yeah, that was that was special getting to uh, getting to tell Rivers. It was kind of weird you know, seeing him do the blue album the night before and remembering 20 years earlier when I got to see him when it was, you know, their debut album. So that was kind of cool. And he was appreciative of it and talked to me for a little while. And it's a really exciting, uh, exciting moment.
0: I'm sure. I, I yeah. don't know. So when you when you were interviewing uh, Scott and Jillian, I mean, I'm sure you can, I, I can wait to hear the audio maybe one day, but what did you guys talk about or what did you ask them?
1: We talked a lot about Jillian's book and her uh, passion for that uh, at the time. Which one was uh, it?
0: Was it um, uh, the the memoir? You're going to put me on the spot. Was I'm trying it the to think. I think about... it was her
1: second book. And I think maybe it started with everybody. I can I can see the cover. I think is the cover is blue. Is it the one about blue. Link
0: ter- adopting ter- Teruku? Yes, T. Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it, was, it was definitely about the one her, them adopting T. Um, and... Uh, we talked about the book. We talked about their life in California, their love of dogs, uh, their dogs that they have, uh, and just general life stuff. I mean, they were super down to earth, nice people to talk to. And uh, did you just want to like
0: have them stay with you all day? Because I would have yeah. been like, let's just hang out the rest yeah, of the well, day.
1: Well, <laughs> like I said, it kind of really threw a kind of a curveball into the episode because we weren't expecting Scott. We were. We had a. We had a full, you know, much like uh, I'm sure you do with the notes for a podcast. We had, we had a whole set of notes and questions and stuff that were just for a Jillian episode. And next thing you know, we're completely off track. We're talking about everything. <laughs> we're asking Jillian stuff. We're asking Scott stuff, live stuff the about though. them. Oh, yes. It, it was, uh, I kind of was afraid I was keeping them on too long. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, keep them too much. But it was like, when are you going to get this opportunity again? Right. Right. (laughs) Or it's just like so
0: exciting and fun Mm -hmm. that you kind of don't want to stop, but you don't want to like annoy the crap out of them either. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You want to be respectful of their time. Yeah. Yeah. That's
0: so cool though that they, they did that. I mean, it was,
1: it was, it was super cool
0: yeah mean the people need to hear that or something yeah. that yeah. so when was this two
1: thousand and fifteen or two i'm I'm terrible. I'm getting old, so my memory is completely gone. I can't remember what I did that's yesterday. Okay. um I would say it was probably two thousand and fifteen that's, like, that's when, not that long ago yeah, no, four years, no. yeah, okay, cool. well, tell us about
0: the smooth chat story. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so that was that was something else that was around the same time frame with the release of of everything will be all right in the end. Obviously, everyone knows the smooch on the cover of the album. So when we were doing the memory shows, the first night they did a at the end of the blue album uh, memory show, uh, Carl took a picture behind the crowd or behind the band. Of them coming out and kind of you know bowing you know uh, to the crowd and waving to everybody and Carl took a picture of that to which my wife's family uh, they own a uniform business and they they embroider shirts they scrim print shirts so when he posted that picture on Instagram of course me being a thief I stole the picture and I made a shirt that had that picture on it I, it had the the picture. So when we met them like at Thursday a giant Records,
0: smooch face on your shirt.
1: Yeah. Well, no, it was the, it was the band on the stage looking out at the crowd oh. the, the night before. It was okay. them on the. So Carl That's noticed. So, cool. so Carl noticed that and posted on the Weezer fan club, and so that kind of got the ball rolling where. You know it's really cool to make something that's very specific to the band, and and you know they they seem to think it was cool. I didn't get any of the other band members to sign the the shirt with the picture. I just got Carl to do it. I asked him. I said, "Will you sign your picture?" That way, it it makes it legal. I can't get copyright infringement now that you signed it. You took the picture and now you <laughs> signed it, so you're so you're saying it's okay, and so. My wife's uh, family having that uniform business. They they have different hats. They have a trapper hat. It's kind of a winter trapper hat, and I'll, I'll get you some pictures of it if you want to post those. But it's kind of it's kind of the one that we had was kind of a brown furry hat. It has some flaps that come down on the side. And to me, when I looked at it, it kind of looked like Smooch off the <laughs> cover of of u bait So my wife um, took it to work, and we embroidered some eyes on it. We we got the album, and we we. Traced did the, the eyeballs. Right. We, yeah, we traced the eyes. I got some red felt and some white felt and made the gums in the teeth. <laughs> and my son took pictures with it, with him wearing it. And then we traveled to Thackerville, Oklahoma, with some of the other fan club members and Lisa, uh, our wonderful Weezer fan club mom. Uh, and we went to the show and she was able to get it to Rivers. And he did some per- Periscope stuff and some Instagram <laughs> stuff, wearing the hat. Uh so he he got the hat. Everybody loved the hat. When we got there, everybody that saw the hat before Rivers had it was wanting to take pictures with it. They thought it was so cool. Um it and is so that cool. was really, I yeah. I
0: I think I've seen one picture of it that yeah. you sent that you had sent me. Mm-hmm. I feel like that hat needs to be made. Like it needs to be yeah. a thing.
1: There there have people that are uh, there are definitely people in the fan club that that, that were definitely pushing for that at the time. Yeah. And so after we gave it to Rivers, we we really didn't know what happened to the hat. We didn't know if it was maybe Carl put it in his vault of Weezer mm-hmm. archives, which I think every one of us are clamoring to get into Carl's archives <laughs> and see all the amazing stuff I'm sure he has. Yes. But we didn't we didn't know what happened to the to the hat until uh I believe it was the early part of 2018, earlier mid part, where they were doing uh, an Australian and New Zealand tours. They were doing some shows down there, um, and there was a there were several videos that were posted on YouTube where they were doing one of the shows in Australia. It was raining, uh, the bands kind of you know obviously covered from the rain, and so all of a sudden that day, my Facebook is blowing up with people sending me messages and stuff. <laughs> I, like, are you do you see the smooch hat? And I'm like, what is going on? And I get on YouTube, and Rivers came out and did the show with the smooch hat on. And of awesome. course, my, you know, I give all the credit to my wife. It, you know, it was my idea, but my wife made the hat. She, she put it together. She, she did the stuff. I helped her, but she did 95% of the hat. And so she was super excited to see him out there with it. And it was really cool. I was like, okay, that's, that's awesome. We wondered what happened to it. And maybe it's, it's, maybe it's traveling around in Rivers, you know, luggage with him. Maybe he's keeping it with all of his, uh, all of his clothing and stuff. That's kind of a, uh, hopefully that's what's happening yeah. to it. Yeah. I,
0: I like to think, yeah, like I said before, I hope that he has like a special suitcase for going on tour and he puts the smooch hat in there just in case it's cold. And, <laughs> you know, one day we'll see it again. Yeah. Or maybe he just has it like in his closet to like keep it forever because he likes it. Or I don't know, maybe he'll get it, dust it off and give it to his daughter to wear one day or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool do you have so do you have any other like exciting and cool weezer stories that you want to share
1: uh there's i mean so so many many. (laughs) so so many like as we were talking before there are definitely very specific things that i remember from from early on the the 328 performance hall concert uh when i was 17 Uh, i've talked about it with with carl I remember the show very vividly because I'm all I'm pretty sure that Rivers was going through some pretty rough times with his leg. This was before his surgery and before the concert. I, I was front and center, glued to the stage, and I could see Rivers off to the side of the stage, and he had a cane, like his his leg was bothering him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could have been in and it was very. I've described it this way, and it's not insensitive. It was just kind of how it seemed to me. He kind of made his way up the, you know, the couple of stairs onto the stage, and Carl was standing there holding his guitar, waiting for him. And he kind of just dropped the cane and puts the guitar on and came out. And they opened with "My name is Jonas," and it seemed very Willy Wonka to me. It reminded me of of Gene Wilder when he comes out. Uh-huh. And he's kind of he's kind of he's kind of ailing on his cane, and he's kind of. Hobbling along, and then he just dropped the cane and does the <laughs> somersault, and it's like here I am, and that's what it seemed like to me at the time. It's like when I saw him, it's like uh, I don't—he doesn't look like he's 100% into it. But the show, he was 100% into it. It was an amazing, amazing show.
0: I can imagine.
1: Yeah, that same show, uh, that dog opened for them and had some PA problems during their set uh, where the bass player only she was the only one that had any kind of sound. And she just went straight into Only in Dreams, which even then it was like my favorite song. So that was kind of a cool thing. The whole crowd is cheering and she's just playing Only in Dreams while the lead singer's kind of dancing on stage <laughs> and doing her thing. So it was a, a very memorable show. That one, and uh, we had also talked about, in 97, my wife's first show that she went to was at a venue here in Nashville that was called Starwood Amphitheater, and they were touring for Pinkerton opening for No Doubt, and it was Rivers' birthday. So Gwen Stefani brought a cake out on stage, and the whole crowd sang Happy Birthday to Rivers, and uh, that was a pretty memorable show as well. It it rained so bad. Uh, we left during No doubt set because it was just getting unbearable. But I got yes, to see in them. In June, it was raining? It, it was so—it was—Starwood uh, Amphitheater, the, the lawn, is kind of on a slope, and it rained so bad that it was like a mudslide. People oh, were great. going to the top Crazy. and just— Sliding down the mud, and it was raining so bad. It was, it was like, okay, this. There's enough of this. I've got. I, I got to see Weezer do Pinkerton. I'm ready to go. I. It was. It was them touring for Tragic Kingdom. But I had seen what I wanted to see. So I was like, okay, I, I'm ready to get out of the you rain. You totally so.
0: left before, no doubt, on that. On that. They, show. they
1: had just started their set. They were probably three or four songs That's into something. their set, but it was raining so hard. It was. It was. It, you. You weren't concentrating on the show fun. at all. Uh, no. No. Not at sucks. all.
0: I'm sure that the No Doubters uh, stayed, but yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds cool too. Yeah, yeah, they I, they've been a, a, around both of those bands for a long time. I I feel like they should be like really good friends. I know that when they see each other, it's cool.
1: Yeah, Gwen Stefani gets seen around here quite a bit because she is. I don't know if they're married or not. Blake Shelton, is that who she's with? Uh-huh. And Blake Shelton lives here. So so there are lots of people that have saw them in the Nashville area. Oh. And Gat, Gatlin Gatlinburg, which is kind of a touristy place. It's a few hours from, from Nashville. Um, they were they were there during Christmas and people were that's where my wife's family, that's where we vacationed for Christmas as well. And we didn't see them, but there were other people that were posting it on Facebook that were taking pictures with uh Blake and Gwen Stefani so so you see them around occasionally that's but so yeah cool. it seems it seems like the the no doubt you know band and, and Weezer obviously being both California I think no doubt is Orange County mm-hmm. but you know so it seems seems like they should be the best of friends yeah <laughs>
0: that's so cool i i don't think i don't know if i've ever seen her around town hmm. so that's cool that but I didn't even think that she might be like over there with him.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know
0: where that show that they do together is located. Probably in LA though. There's a lot know. of
1: weird there's a lot of weird ones like that that you wouldn't expect to be here. I mean, Keith Urban and, and Nicole Kidman both live and, and they have multiple houses, I'm sure, everywhere. But there are a lot of them that stay here locally in the Nashville area. Justin Timberlake and Jessica Beale. Uh, have a house here. So that you you occasionally see them around it. And Nashville, luckily, is one of those towns that kind of gives their celebrities and stuff like that the room that they need. At one point, it was a few years ago, TMZ actually opened up a headquarters uh, here in Nashville because there were a lot of celebrities that were <laughs> that were moving to this area. And the citizens of Nashville basically shut it down. Wow. And the papar- when the paparazzis were were hounding the celebrities, there were many people in the downtown downtown Nashville is very small and so all of the partying and and kind of atmosphere of Nashville is in one very small area so there's no need to drive anywhere all the clubs all the bars all the sporting events you can walk to everything you don't even need to uber and so a lot of the celebrities that hang out there it's it's packed all the time with people at night down there you know living life and mm-hmm. when 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 there were problems with paparazzis not giving celebrities the space the citizens of Nashville were stepping in and stopping them from doing it and eventually they kind of moved out and we don't have that problem anymore Wow yeah it's kind of kind of odd you don't That's neat. You don't see that a lot of other places
0: which uh, was, yeah no
1: yeah and I'm all for them having their space so
0: yeah I've always wanted to go there though uh, to Nashville yeah because there's just a lot of history and, oh, and yeah. music. Yes, and, absolutely. Um, not a giant country fan, but I enjoy some of it, and I just yeah, I I think that, that you don't even have to really necessarily love country. Mm-hmm. There's just a lot of like music history right. there, and absolutely.
1: Stuff. Uh, that's a that's a uh, I wouldn't say it's a misconception. There is lots of country music down there, but it's not only country music. There are tons. I mean. Nashville is music city. It's not country music. And most people associate it with country music. I mean, the Country Music Hall of Fame is there. But there are, in that small area that I'm speaking of, that it's a few square miles, you can find any kind of music that you want to listen to uh, down there. And there there are there are those that are very famous. Uh, Tootsies, which a lot of people know, that's right there on the corner. There are a lot of pop-up concerts that just happen there. Uh, uh-huh. They've had... They've had Dave Grohl just show up and play. There are lots of musicians that have just shown up and played there because that's that's where a lot of country music artists kind of got their start. And so it's right in the Broadway area of where all the hustle and bustle is. So it's not uncommon for you to be at Tootsie's and who knows Dave who might Grohl walk show in. Up. Absolutely, Maybe I missed that either. show. I don't know. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. A Rivers Acoustic set at Tootsie's. I what? like it.
0: So what kind of weird? That's I remembered. What's the weather? What is your weird weather thing that you have there? Is it the weather? Tornadoes. The weather
1: here. We do get tornadoes, but the weather here, because we're kind of on the ice snow line, it's it's very sporadic. Like for instance, this next week, Thursday this this week, which will be February the whatever the seventh, something like that. Thursday is supposed to be seventy two. That's the high, which is pretty good. Yeah. And Saturday, it's supposed to be in the single digits and snow. So one day we have seventy-two, and two days later, it's in single digits and it's snowing.
0: Wow, that's crazy! T-
1: today <laughs> it was sixty-five, and two days ago it was down in the teens. So it's it's a roller coaster. It's all over the place. That's so weird. You're so lucky. You're so <laughs> lucky. <laughs> yeah,
0: we. I mean, if it's freezing, it's probably like 40 is like how that's the lowest it's going to get at night here. Right. And, uh, I'm fine with that, but, and then like, sometimes it'll be, I think the highest is like 110, no 100 and something.
1: (laughs) I'm not built for the heat at all. But
0: normally I would say it's pretty like 60, 70, 80, which I, I don't mind it when it's super hot, but uh, yeah. It's nice here. <laughs> I just couldn't, I, I would be too afraid of tornadoes. I don't know. It's scary. Yeah,
1: they are. They're very unpredictable, but I, I liked your comment a few episodes ago where you said you like seasons. You just can go visit them instead of having to live in it. That's, yes. that's, that's I, I hear so many people say that. That's, that's, yeah, that's like funny, I, but it's the truth. You can fruit.
0: drive an hour. Like if I really wanted a short period of time, I could drive an hour and go skiing or snowboarding. Or if I could drive like two or three hours and like go to the snow a mountain Mm -hmm. town we also like i can go drive an hour to the desert drive an hour to the beach like i'm kind of it's very nice
1: I, do, I don't see how you all do the one teens. We t- we went, me and my wife and and her family went to Vegas, uh, my first trip to Vegas a few years ago, and it was like one. You know, it's a very different heat because they don't have the humidity that we get here in the South. It's a very dry heat, but it was mm-hmm. like in the one teens. It was like one one thirteen, one fifteen, and I went outside and I was like, no, no, this is not for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you have to just go to the pool or stay yeah. inside on those days. It's it's ah. it's a lot.
1: Yeah, I was I was excited to go to Vegas and and I got to do Vegas and I'm I didn't love it. Uh, I
0: like it when it's like that because then at nighttime it's still like eighty five ninety. Right. It's still really hot and you can wear a tank top at night, which is like uh, my most favorite thing in the world is just to like hang out on a like a warmish summer night and -hmm. just chill and relax and enjoy summer a nice hot summer evening. I don't know. To me, it's it's fun. And I like in Vegas though, I remember being out in it, like walking down the boulevard and mm-hmm. it's, it was too hot for nighttime. And I was like, this yeah. is, uh, this is like even too hot for nighttime here. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: I, so I, I feel you yeah on that. There's like got- e- extremes.
1: I, I got pulled to Hoover Dam, and I did not want to go because I'm deathly afraid of heights. And I basically had my family mock me for the two hours that we were there <laughs> because they constantly wanted to get me right to the edge of the dam. And I was petrified the entire time. I was scared to death. But I, I went. It was a one-time one, thing. Did you look? Time did you thing. look over the edge? No, no, no. Okay. No, you just no. went. Uh, And there are kind of those little areas where you have the sidewalk and you have like a little area that kind of juts out over the dam. And they wanted to take a picture. Uh, Our family wanted to take a picture. And no joke, I couldn't walk facing them towards the edge and then turn around. I had to turn backwards and just back up until I touched them. I was like, okay, this is is as far as I'm going. So I couldn't see the edge of the dam and see down into the dam. I was like, I don't want to do that. So I'm just going to have to walk backwards until y'all tell me Stand right here and take the picture. I I I couldn't handle it. I think
0: I can look ahead. I just if I looked down at something like that, I would get like dizzy. Like it makes me dizzy. It's uh, Mm. I have. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of heights too. But I I can go on. I can like look over the edge of a building. Mm. But I don't know. Like something super super duper mega tall I don't I don't think I could. I think I would get to, like I went to New York and I went on the Empire State Building mm-hmm. and it was really beautiful to like overlook all the lights and then use the little thing and see far. but right. then when I looked down I was like, oh, okay, that's not that's not good. <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs>
1: Yeah, mine even bothers me with videos. Like I've seen YouTube videos of like the guys that will like put the GoPro on and climb to the top of skyscrapers where they're they're walking on the edge of the building. I can just watch those videos and I can feel my body tense up from looking and seeing what they see. The
0: tightrope people, I get, I start to like hype, like have a heart attack just thinking about them. Like just watching somebody do something like that, like. I can't.
1: (laughs) It it has to be a body control thing because airplanes do not bother me at all. Roller coasters do not bother me at all. I love roller coasters and I've flown in planes. Obviously, that doesn't bother me because I have no control over it, kind of, sort of. But if I'm standing on the edge of a building, first of all, I would never get on the edge of the building in the first place. I'd be too terrified. But any kind of heights, if I climb up a ladder, it's so bad if I climb up a 10-foot ladder and I get near the top. (laughs) I'm done. I freeze. I'm, I'm like a statue. You're like, okay,
0: too tall. Too tall. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: too much. <laughs> yeah, I, I know what you mean. That's funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, so what do you say we move on to song discussion? Let's do it. Okay. Welcome back. Uh, This is Rachel, and Keith and I are going to talk about today's song, Only in Dreams. It's from the Blue Album. It's track number 10. This uh, album came out May 10th, 1994. It was recorded between August and September of 93 at Electric Lady Studios in New York. It is 7 minutes and 59 seconds long. The label is Geffen. It's officially released. I don't know the live debut. I meant to look it up. It is the River so- Cuomo song chronology number 126, which is crazy. Why don't you tell us about the appearances, Keith?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's track 10 on the Blue Album, Weezer's uh, the Blue Album. It's also been featured in the Weezer Deluxe Edition on Disc 2 a demo as uh, track 11, and also on the Kitchen Tapes demo track number 7.
0: Have you listened to it on the kitchen tapes on YouTube? I, I'm assuming I have.
1: Right. I have.
0: I meant to do it before the show. What's the difference?
1: It has a very, um, like most of the kitchen tape demos, has a very raw kind of feel to it. I, I like it. I like that version. I, I like I said, I can't. I, I've yet to find a a version of Only in Dreams that I don't like. Even the uh, even the Ash version. I don't know if you've heard Ash's uh, no. version of Only in Dreams. I don't know if they ever released it, but there are plenty of YouTube videos of them covering it as well. Oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah. The The kitchen tape is a very kind of raw yes, uh, feel it to it. It sounds like so.
0: kitchen tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm going to put a note to look up Ash later. Okay, so Personnel. So it was written by Rivers, produced by Rick O'Kasic, and Rivers also does the lead vocals and lead guitar.
1: Yes, and Brian Bell does the rhythm guitar and the backing vocals. Uh, Matt Sharp. Uh, Good old Matt does the bass guitar and the backing vocals as well. And Patrick Wilson on percussion and backing vocals.
0: And according to, so we're going to start off with Weezerpedia. uh, Only in Dreams is one of the most universally loved Weezer songs. Agreed. It is uh, the longest Weezer song. It still is the longest Weezer song I looked because I I think that on Weezerpedia it said like as of now, and it was probably an older, written a long time ago, but Mm -hmm. it still is. And its solo and build-up are thought to be some of Rivers' best work. And the bass line is arguably the most famous bass line in the entire Weezer discography. And I totally, I think I 100% agree with that. Would you? Do you?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the song starts out with that, that great bass line and ends with it as well. It's, it's definitely a journey song. Yeah. Like, you know, it it starts and it has its build up and and obviously the verses of the song and the outro is amazing. Anytime I go to a show and see any band including Weezer do it that's what I'm waiting for. The entire song is that that kind of outro and guitar Where you're build up. just
0: like, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: You know you know it's coming every yeah. f- for me that's that's one of the biggest things that I want from from Weezer it, to see Rivers and Brian and Brian doing it on the guitars. Uh, even Pat. Pat, w- when, when um, uh, Josh Freeze was doing the drums from them, for them, and Pat would come down and do guitar as well. Uh, Pat did a lot of it uh, with Rivers and Brian as well, the, the outro cool. uh, to Only in Dreams. So, yeah, that's such a great bass line. Such a great bass line. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the song was rated number eight in Q Magazine's 20 Greatest Guitar Tracks in September of 2007. I guess Rivers on a message board had said that his brother Leaves was uh, embarrassed by the song. So that's that's kind of kind of interesting. Yeah, I wonder uh, why
0: he would be embarrassed by it.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know because he's uh, like
0: putting it out there. Maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's that's. That's interesting, and and my name's Jonas is somewhat loosely based off of an, uh, an, I think an accident that Leaves had, or some 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 things that were going on with Leaves and some other people. I don't know. I could oh. be way off, but but yeah, I know I know he's been the subject of a few of the a few of Rivers' <laughs> okay. songs. I'll, have
0: to, I'll um, have to look into that.
1: Yeah, I guess River Rivers also said that he stole the bass line from another song uh, that he only put in on the album because he needed another song. Uh, but we know he had a million songs written. Uh, so we know it uh it isn't true or is it? Who knows? Maybe it is. Maybe one day we'll figure it out what song <laughs> that that comes from. If it's got that distinct of a bass line, then we have to find it.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think. And I'm also trying to think of another song that builds up like that oh. song to where you're just like, give it to me now. I think maybe like a just off the top of my head, a Chemical Brothers song comes Mm -hmm. to mind. I don't know if you've ever heard it. That's, it's called Push the Button. Push the Button. And it's like, it does, it does this crazy build up for for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm trying to think of other songs that build up like that. I don't know. Can you think of anything? You should know. You're a Uh, guitar guy.
1: To to be honest, I really can't. Like, uh, like I said, it's hard for me to, Kind of compare and kind of think of a song that's somewhat similar or equal to. Yeah, because we're, we're
0: obviously biased.
1: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, it's for me being a guitar player and being someone that just you know listens for every little intricate note change or you know chord change of every song. Only in dreams is it for me. Uh So yeah, I I, I honestly can't compare it to anything else. <laughs>
0: When asked in 2006 uh, which guitar solo he was most proud of or likes the most, Rivers answered, I'd have to go with Only in Dreams and ha- Haunt You Every Day for sheer length. Epic, epic, epic. So few people play these kinds of solos anymore. Yeah, agreed.
1: Yeah, agreed. That's kind of been a staple of Weezers. You know, there are not a lot of rock bands that. Put guitar solos into their songs, and it's always been kind of a, a Weezer staple to put a little, even if it, even if it's a small solo, yeah, uh, in their songs. They did that, you know, kind of religiously for a while, and that, you know, obviously songs have gotten uh, some of their albums have gotten away from that, but it, mm-hmm. you know, it's always kind of been something. Me as a fan, I've always looked for yeah those parts in songs where Rivers or even Brian is doing his thing on the chords. I love it. It's definitely a fun little treat when you're like, Oh,
0: there it is. There's a fun one. Or I forgot about this one. You're listening to a different album or something, you know?
1: Well, as, as we're talking about solos, a quick one, it was funny, uh, that we were talking about everything will be all right in the end. Um, before the album was released and before we had heard a lot of the songs, me and another fan club member were on Facebook and we were watching, I live in Nashville, so we were watching a Tennessee Titans fan, uh, uh, our Tennessee Titans game. And during a commercial break, they played a guitar solo from a song that I had never heard And this other. I, I would have to look back on Facebook and, and remember who it was, but we heard the solo and I instantly knew that it was Rivers. And he did as well. And we both went on Facebook and were talking about it at the same time. And it ended up being the guitar solo that he does and the British are coming on Everything Will Be All Right in the End. But Uh-oh. when we heard it, when I heard it, I looked to my wife and I knew instantly like, this is something that it was different. Rivers. <laughs> Rivers, the way that he plays his guitar, that, that guitar has a voice of its own. And for us as Weezer fans, it's a very distinctive voice. Mm-hmm. And when I heard it, and I, you know, the, the the changing of the notes and how he was going high and low on the guitar, I instantly knew it was him. And when that album was released and I heard it I was like, man, that is crazy that we are such hardcore fans that even when we don't know that it's them, it will click. And we're like, that that's Weezer. I know yeah. that's Weezer. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, so tell us about this Rolling Stone article. It's the Reader's Poll, the 10 Best Weezer songs. From June 18th, 2004. I, it just said Rolling Stone. It didn't have an author.
1: Yeah. So it's number two, only to be outdone by Say It Ain't So as the top 10 best Weezer songs. I disagree. It's number one. Um, <laughs> but, anyways, uh, it's clear to most Weezer fans Would you fans just out. switch
0: them then? Would you like a Say It Ain't So, a two for you?
1: <laughs> yes. I'm taking it down to the number one best Weezer song. We can drop the other nine. And just do only in dreams, and just talk about that one. No, they <laughs> they released some great songs, but yeah, for me it's it's number one. Say it ain't so is amazing as well. And and I just got my son a hacky sack because of that video. Because my my son is twelve, he has never he has no idea what a hacky sack is, and so at Christmas I made him watch the video and them doing the hacky sack and say it ain't so, and bought him a hacky sack and he played with it for about. 15 minutes and that's the <laughs> one only time he played with it
0: well the 90s are back so he should just take it to school and like yeah. it'll it'll just happen
1: get him some van skater shoes and go out there or some yeah some converse i think it's pat that's wearing converse or so i don't i don't remember or maybe <laughs> maybe matt anyway yeah So it's clear most Weezer fans that Only in Dreams, the lush, dreamy, eight-minute song that wraps up the Blue album is an absolute masterpiece. Uh, But back in 2002, a troll on the internet message board voiced a counter-opinion saying gay, 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 gay. He wrote about this song, Disney gay. Uh, Admit it. Uh, This... uh, Ancient subliteral trolling would obviously be completely meaningless uh, were there are not the words of Rivers Cuomo, the guy who wrote the song. Uh, this was back around the time when he called his fans little bitches. He mail out, out since then, and when he plays only in dreams, he seems to be enjoying it himself now as obviously i am but yeah we were talking before this it's very odd that he felt that way about the song and that was a very uh, uh, a different time in in river's life as well when he was doing this interview i yes. think back in 2002
0: we forget him yes yeah
1: but how, how could you how could you feel that way about this song it's so amazing
0: he so was amazing. messing and with I, them like he yeah. was just
1: being a jerk yeah and I love Disney as well. What does that mean? We go to dis. <laughs> Me and my family go to Disney World what every that- year.
0: <laughs> and also, to be fair, um, like 2002, it seems like not that long ago. Yeah. But like in high school, like, like it was totally socially acceptable to like use gay as a negative term. Like you would never right. do that now. Absolutely. Absolutely. But back then, it was just like normal. Just like a normal slang word that kids used um there's a lot of words like that that i can't think of right now but um so it's not like he is
1: you know no and and like you said this was this was i think 2002 which would be post uh green album and there were a lot of interviews that they were doing at the time where uh, this was be when mikey was the bass player but they were very kind of it was a very odd Weezer. They were they were trolling. They were doing a lot of this stuff, which Weezer has always been kind of known to do, yeah. which would be mess with people that are doing interviews with them. Obviously, uh, a lot of us remember the Kennedy interview that they did with MTV back in the day. And Wait, Kennedy, I don't
0: know. What are you talking about? Tell us this.
1: Um, Kennedy, who is now, I think she's on Fox News, but Kennedy was a MTV VJ back in the day and this it was like was, Candy and
0: Kurt Loader and yes. um, God, what's the other, gals? It was like Matt Penfield was like, mm-hmm. not, but it was a similar thing. It's like Christina Corbett or, I don't know. I think there was like another one.
1: Oh, anyway, it's it's definitely on YouTube. But the guys are just, it's as if they are trying to make whoever's doing the interview as uncomfortable as possible. And I I'm pretty sure in the interview that I'm thinking of, it is. Definitely Pat and Rivers and maybe Mikey, or, or this may have been before Mikey, this may have still been Matt Sharp, but it was uh, interviews where they were just giving the most one-word answer, just not at all like they were into doing the interview at all. So that, that I mean, that's always been kind of a thing with them where they have uh, fun with it. It normally seems when it's them together. Well, was it you know?
0: fun or was it mean?
1: No, no. You could tell that she kind of knew that they were doing it on purpose. It wasn't like she was getting upset because it was kind of just the mystique that they had at the time. And she's doing the interview and they are giving the most bland, we don't care to be here for this interview. And and Pat is laughing and kind of smiling and smirking. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, there, there are lots of those kind of interviews out there where they're just, they're on their game and you can tell that they're doing it on purpose. So, Maybe yeah, I think they're like that,
0: stoned or something. Or, I don't know. know.
1: I don't know. Cuz that, they,
0: that's a long time ago. They were young. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, that's funny. Yeah.
0: Poor Kennedy. I I need to go find <laughs> that now. and like
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. Tell her sorry.
1: <laughs> there's some there's some gym videos out there on YouTube of Weezer back in the day just doing some funny stuff. You just have to search for them. Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: just so like I've gone to the Weezer channel and mm-hmm. there's just so much so many videos and mm-hmm. There's just not enough time. That's why I do this show, because it's like I can barely even squeeze in the time to do these songs. You know, it's like if I you could probably do a podcast about Weezer videos Mm -hmm. next. I don't know.
1: Well, your conversation with Carl about doing another video capture device, another volume of that and us getting more, you know, video of them recording. You know, I think I think video capture device was up to a certain point. Uh, to which Carl said, you know, there's been tons of video after that. Like we as fans, like I like you can just take my money. I'll give you my money. <laughs> just show me into the vault. I wanna see that stuff. So hopefully fingers crossed, we get that kind of stuff in the future. I think it would be amazing.
0: Yeah. I hope yeah. that Carl gets to do it. I mean, you would think that at some point there's gotta be a lull or just like let him do it on his own, give him a vac or a work vacation to go. Yeah. Do it because yeah i don't I don't know they're if they're gonna be in the top ten again this year, there's get, gonna be a lot more fans, and mm-hmm. there's definitely a market for yeah. stuff like that and they're
1: they're hot right now, that's for sure they're everywhere yeah uh, if Literally. a if an amazing fourteen year old girl can make a Twitter account to get them to do a cover of Africa, we as the fan club can revolt. And get Carl, force Carl <laughs> to give us the, this. this Video this. capture
0: advice too.
1: Yeah, too. Yeah, we need it. We need it.
0: I mean, he could even just do like a, like the next 10 years and mm-hmm. make like five of them. I don't know. Like just, you know, something.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah.
0: We'll see. I don't know. It depends on, I guess, the label is what yeah. Carl said. Yeah. The last thing I had on here is that there is actually a Weezer tribute band called Only in Dreams, a tribute to Weezer. And I guess it's like for, I I didn't recognize any of the the dudes, but I think that they're like popular in New York or something. And this is from 2017. So not hmm. that long ago. Uh, so they might still be around, but you know, shout out to them if they're absolutely listening. Probably not.
1: I wonder if they have anything on uh, on YouTube. I'll have to look them up see if I can find anything.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they do. Yeah. I, I yeah. saw something in Our my Facebook my page. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna give my final thoughts. Um, it's one of my favorite songs of all time. It does have the best bass line ever. You immediately recognize it. You immediately know what they're when it like that first like dun dun, dun like I would say within two chords you know what song it is Mm -hmm. and I wish that there were more songs like this I mean it's like the ultimate Weezer song in every way it's got great guitar bass and vocals the lyrics are wonderful and so visual and thoughtful and then the like totally awesome dramatic build up where you just lose your mind at the end like you could just listen to this on the. I feel like um, while I was working on notes earlier, I was listening to it in a loop, and I'm like, I could probably just listen to this on the loop for a while. Like if I had to, it wouldn't really mm-hmm. bother me. I love, I love the, the lyrics where he is. This is where it starts um, for Rivers referencing women and or love as oxygen molecules and it's just i i absolutely love this song uh, in every way how about you
1: absolutely it's like i said it's it's my favorite song period not just weezer my favorite song of all time like you said it's such a recognizable baseline the build up towards the end of that song just does something for me as a weezer fan if the band ever listens to this podcast and we hope that they do, cause it is definitely worthy of them listening to thank you for this song. It's meant so much to me, the journey of, of me being a Weezer fan over this 20, 20, uh, what getting close to 25 years. We're close. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just thank you for the song. It's, it's a big part of my life. Um, and, and thank you for having me on to talk about it. Uh, podcasting is not easy. It's so much work. Uh, you're doing a phenomenal job. I enjoy the episodes. I hope that everybody out there, whether you're a fan club member or not, um, definitely, definitely. Uh, thank you for the podcast. Oh, thank thank you. you for having me on. It's been awesome. I love talking Weezer. So, so right.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, more, uh, more I'd Weezer love to talk. have you
0: on again um, and get some like technical music notes on on specifically the greatest man that ever lived. I really want to like talk, like I want to know all the technical fancy stuff on a lot of the Weezer songs that I, we don't get to hear very often, you know, cause we're just normal people.
1: The last time that I compared The Greatest Man That Ever Lived, I almost got my head bit off um, by a lot of the musicians that are at Gibson, because when it came out, I, I loved the song. And I I wasn't saying it was equal to, but I was comparing it to how it had so many different style changes. It sounded like Weezer's Bohemian Rhapsody to me. It was like it, It's changing so much the different styles that it's going through, this song. And when I compared weezer to queen <laughs> and the greatest man that ever lived to bohemian rhapsody it was as if i just did the most awful thing in the world I was like, i'm not saying it's the same but it's 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 their take on kind of a bohemian rhapsody song and it's very intricate it's a very interesting song so absolutely i would I'd I've, definitely be, i definitely never uh, thought be
0: anti- of it like that before but you're right so yeah and and you yeah. have like a lot of great stories and mm-hmm. obviously are, are you an og fan club member
1: I I am an OG fan club member but I do when when the when the fan club was restarted I I don't remember what number I don't have any I didn't keep my car you know you kept everything you kept all of the <laughs> Michael and Carly's like the the Weezer zines like all of that stuff I don't I don't have any of that stuff I don't I don't remember what my number was I don't remember any of that uh, I'll and so Lisa have to look it up for you <laughs> Lisa Lisa tried I don't I don't know if I ever got back to her about it, but yeah, yeah. If we could find that out, I would, I would love to have my original number, which obviously when I got back in, I got a new one, but, but yeah, such, such good times.
0: That's, that's awesome. Uh, Yeah. So you got, did you, so you remember getting the Weezines and stuff Mm -hmm. looking Mm -hmm. forward to them coming and it's something I miss so much. I think we're, we're doing a newsletter right now and I'm, it'll, I'll take it off later. But I was also thinking about maybe leaving it on because if I have like I have addresses for people now, and I'm thinking they're they're signing up because they want to win the Brian Ewing posters. Oh, the Walking Dead posters, uh yeah. But I was like, if I maybe I should maybe I could do like a zine, maybe I could do like a zine and actually like
1: have like send out
0: cool stuff, you know? Yeah. Because it's like I just remember that feeling, and I don't think people people get that from like Amazon or whatever. They get it from right but just something like so special and specific and um it's it like sherry is all uh, or cherry i'm sorry she's yep. always doing that stuff she's and
1: she's awesome as well she's she's a super awesome fan club yeah. member i've i've had the chance to meet her a few times and hang out with her and she's she's amazing some of the little valentine's day weezer cards that we've so gotten in cute. the mail oh, yeah. it's so good so good she's awesome
0: and, and every time I get that from her, I'm like, oh, I loved it. I love it so much. It's like my, one mm-hmm. of my favorite things to get these little, I don't know, to me, they're like memories of that day or whatever, that time. So I was thinking, that. I think that'd be a good idea to like, maybe I could do that.
1: I'm going to throw know. out the idea. Maybe you can do one and have it like the Weezer zine. And do it about the podcast and put them out <laughs> per season. Per season you could kind of give a summary about ah, your, each episode. You could do one for your first episode. Well you're what, 42 in now? Yeah. That's gonna be a, a, gonna be a lot catch of work. It's gonna <laughs> be a lot of work. But that would be really cool to hear your take on your guests and, and your, you know, your memories of the shows that you've done. It's it's important to kind of, you know, but uh, you know, preserve what you're doing here. Obviously, in audio form, you have that. But your own, you know, your own thoughts on each episode and what you've enjoyed and your most memorable times. Obviously, Carl's going to be there. He's yeah. number one. Having Carl on is amazing. So congratulations yeah. on that too. But yeah, I also, really it's cool. like
0: I rarely listen to uh, the older ones now, mm-hmm. but I started to go through them just because I uh, finally got the ratings done, and so I didn't. Like record them all Uh, so I've been having to listen to get the rate like to see what we rated it so I can start working on that and um, I was like oh I miss like talking to Rick about this stuff like it's too bad but so like just stuff like that like weird random memories or I'll be like oh that was a really good thing Juliet said I forgot about that
1: yeah stuff like that
0: that you like it just kind of you're so I'm so like caught up in like okay what do you have to get together for tomorrow? Like, what is it now? Yeah. Type of thing that you kind of forget. I don't know. I guess yeah. that's
1: life. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Crazy. Do you have a favorite lyric or anything?
1: It only in dreams? Uh, no. Uh, like I said, so, so many of those lyrics where it's it's talking about, you know, girls or, or a specific girl. I don't know if we, is he talking about a specific girl? Do we know? But I've, I've remembered times where this sounds... Extremely corny, but I remember going to dances and requesting this song, and people like most people had no clue what the song was. But going to school dances and dancing to this song, like that's. But but yeah, so a a specific lyric. I don't know if it is
0: that kind of song though. It is totally the romantic prom song.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, maybe in the end, not so much, but.
1: <laughs> a very long song to dance to. Yeah. <laughs> eight, eight, almost eight minutes.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's rate this bad boy. Let's do it. So I gave uh, Only in Dreams a Laser Eyes Rivers, a Lightning Strap, Scott in a Vest, Pat Jammin' on the Drums, a Blue Album Rivers Head, and a Blazer Brian for a total of 13
1: I also, surprisingly enough, <laughs> gave it a Laser Eyes Rivers, a lightning strap, Scott and the Vest, Pat hitting those skins on the drums, a blue album Rivers Head, and a Blazer Brian for a 13 as well. Is this the highest one? It's Thir- gotta be
0: 13 is the highest you can get. So we yes. are weezer gives only in dreams <laughs> a 13. So yeah, yay. <laughs> awesome. I was thinking about adding in a bonus um point if it's a mat carl or a mikey song Mm. just Mm -hmm. for like just for fun because i think that you know you should just like just for Mm. memories i don't know right all right well we'll be right back guys and for the outro much for listening so what's next episode 43 i actually don't know what that one is yet thank you keith for coming on i really enjoyed it and i look forward to the greatest man that ever lived and let's see you going to the shows next year or this year or
1: I'm definitely planning on getting out to one or two of them so yeah I'll be interested to see what they do if they throw some they throw some teal in there with the black album let's see yeah Uh, yeah it's always fun times at Weezer shows so looking forward to it
0: we'll have to check in as well when when black finally comes out yeah where can the people find you on social media
1: the best place to probably find me is uh, a lot of people know that I do uh, a lot of gaming stuff. I'm pretty uh, big into video games in the gaming community, specific games. Um, but I. Which ones uh, do you play? Uh, I play a lot of sports games, so I play a lot of Madden and NHL. My son, that's 12 is a Fortnite freak, that's all he (laughs) plays. So uh, I also do a lot of community uh, management stuff with games like The Division, um, which are Ubisoft games, Division, Wildlands, stuff like that, so uh, a lot of games. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter for that kind of stuff. And that's usually where I'm at, at Game with Weezer. I use Weezer in everything. People <laughs> at work called me that. I'm the Weezer guy. When the Teal album come out, people were like, what is this? They come to me. Like I guess I'm just the anointed <laughs> Weezer guy. Yeah. All, all of us are that person for other people. Yes. So, uh-huh. so, uh, yeah, so <laughs> on Twitter, at Game with Weezer, uh, if you want to see us stream, we stream fairly regularly. I have a t- uh, schedule on my Twitter uh, over at Twitch. And if you go on Twitch, you can just look up Game with Weezer as well. Uh, That's usually where I'm at. So thanks again for having me. Yeah, It's been been awesome. Thank
0: you. You should talk to uh, Brian, our our sound engineer. He is also into video games, but I think it's like Mario Brothers.
1: Okay. He's on the Switch probably. He's doing some Switch games.
0: Yeah. I'm not. He, whenever I see his stuff, I don't understand it at all. So (laughs) it's very like specific to... Mm whatever he's playing at the the time but i know it's like gaming stuff so (laughs) i could tell that
1: yeah
0: thank you and speaking of brian thank you to brian for the sound you can check us out at we are weezer on twitter facebook and instagram and you can email us at we are weezer forever at gmail.com i think that's it that's about it thanks guys adios We are Weezer, we are Weezer, we are Weezer, and I love you.